0: Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up.
1: Sports, entertainment, little to no culture. It's time for Unsportsmanlike Conduct with Ed Graney and Adam Hill.
2: Hey, welcome into Unsportsmanlike Conduct to the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports and presented by the Las Vegas Review-Journal, Blue Wire, and Liquid Death. We're your hosts, Ed Graney and Adam Hill, and we're here each week to give you our thoughts on Las Vegas Raiders. Before entering the world of news and topics we find interesting, here we go. Uh, Adam, I uh, was at Notre Dame last week with the Rebels. You be at Notre Dame last week, so was not to be able to, uh, wasn't be uh, to be with you at the uh, Raider game against Houston. Uh, but good good, good atmosphere at, the, at South Bend, I'll tell you that, buddy, before we get going.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's historic, for sure. Uh, anybody that follows football or loves football. As an appreciation for the place I personally hate it as somebody who grew up in ann Arbor, Michigan. Oh, uh, yeah. don't, don't love uh, the you know mystique of Notre Dame and all that, but i I will say i I have gone once uh, to the stadium, and you know there is definitely a feel like you feel the history there, which is cool. If it wasn't just such an awful place, it'd be a lot better.
2: Now did you go for a game or just kind of tour it and walk in to see what it looked like?
1: I went for a basketball game, so I just kind of walked around the football stadium uh, on the side. Okay.
2: All right. Well, I'd never been for a football game. It was pretty amazing. 70,000 plus people. They played that victory March song about 40 times, which wasn't good for the rebels because usually they're playing after a uh, scoring um, and, uh, and something good happening, but uh, rebels went in and, um, you know, composed themselves pretty well in the second half. And now they're in a buy and we'll see what they do the rest of the year. But it was a cool experience. I think for those kids, uh, to be able to play there and, you know, to go back
1: and say that they played there, you know, uh, when their careers are over. Yeah, for sure. And then and, uh, just to tie it in, there is three Raiders players that are Notre Dame alums. And uh, I talked to them, you know, I you and UNOV hat almost every day in the uh, the Raiders facility. And oftentimes Derek Carr and DeMonte Adams remark about the uh the conference rivalry between Fresno State and UNLV but last week uh, a couple of Notre Dame guys were talking about it and then after the game uh, Alex Barr's offensive lineman who went to Notre Dame was like wow still wearing that hat with pride huh after uh, uh didn't go so well for UNLV but um he he kind of made the point too he said look they they played pretty well they they hung around and uh, obviously overmatched athletically at some spots but not as much as you might think and uh you know even without their starting quarterback UNLV I won't say made a strong showing, but they, you know, they represented themselves fairly well in that game. And, and, uh, I know, you know, the, the Notre Notre Dame guys in the Raiders locker room certainly enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, I'm sure they did. Well, it's not like they're a juggernaut this year either, by the way. Uh, they've, they've got, they've had some games there where they, uh, have not been good. All right,
1: let's get to it. Um, Uh, before you go on with it, we are hoping, and I, I talked to a couple of players about this as well. Uh, It would be great if UNLV UNLV plays Michigan next year at the big house, uh, the first weekend of the NFL season, and the Raiders do play the Lions next year on the road. So a perfect scenario, I think, for some people uh, here in Las Vegas would be that game being week one and having UNLV, Michigan, and Raiders at Lions the same weekend. Yeah.
2: Odds are against it.
1: No, uh, not very good.
2: We'll see. You never know. Maybe the I, I I don't think the I don't think the league when they're making up their schedules looking and say how can we help out UNLV at Michigan? Uh, just uh, or, going up. No. The
1: or the media covering you or know, the media covering.
2: Yeah, you'd so. love you'd love that. That would be a trip that you would uh, look forward to. Sure. um So thirty eight twenty. You were there. Uh, let Let me ask you something first of all, because Josh Jacobs had another great game. Um, <laughs> it, it, you know, I, I was thinking about this this week, you know, um, Darren Waller coming back this week. We know Devontae Adams has been sick, but the hope is uh, if it's a flu bug, he can be ready for Sunday. That gets, you know, more of the passing game all back together. How long can this go on? Do you think that Josh Jacobs can be running at this level and they can rely on the run game to win games in this league?
1: Well, I mean, it's an interesting question because it, it, there's a lot that goes along with that. One, one, Um, just from a Josh Jacobs perspective, if we're just going to talk about him, he's been running at this level all year. I think that's kind of important to point out that, you know, all the underlying metrics were that he was having a sensational season. Even if you, you know, if you look at the traditional numbers, which is just yardage and touchdowns, uh, it wasn't necessarily there, but you know if you look you know inside the numbers a little bit his broken tackle rate was very good uh his his yards above expected on every carry was pretty good like he was playing well they just abandoned the run game in a lot of situations either because the scoreboard dictated that or because you know Josh Dennis preferred to throw the ball in certain situations so Josh Jacobs has been playing at this level the what has changed is the offensive line has certainly taken a step forward uh, and they're much more comfortable run blocking than pass blocking at this point. And Josh McDaniels has gotten more comfortable just calling a lot of running plays. Uh, those things are what has changed. Uh, and, you know, game script has changed a little bit as well to allow them to, you know, continue running the ball and play from ahead and and all of those things. So, um, you know, the running game is a, is a function of a lot of different aspects. And Josh Jacobs himself was playing, I think, at this level all season long. It's just that everything else is kind of falling into place and can they keep it up? Yeah, I think they can mostly because the offensive line uh, is much more comfortable in that area. They're playing well in the run game. They're creating polls. Last week was like a hundred yards before contact, which is really, really impressive at uh, uh, this level. So, you know, there's a lot of things that are going well. And let's not forget that because they've been able to run the ball so well, the play action passing game has been just tremendous, uh, especially last week. It was just at a, uh, at a, a super high level, so uh, you yeah, well, don't, know
2: don't they uh, don't they need don't they need that? Given uh, the run blocking is certainly improved and certainly ranked high in, in metrics, but pass blocking not so much. Don't they really need yeah. to rely on the on the, uh, on the play action to help him out a lot?
1: Absolutely, and that, that's part of why. And, and you know, play action is not exclusively dependent on being able to run the ball. It helps. Um, you know, I, I think there's a traditional thought that you have to run the ball to play action. that's actually not true. Uh, but it does help somewhat when all those things are going together. And I think you're right. The, the important thing is because there's so much more comfortable run blocking than pass blocking, if you're able to run the ball consistently, if you're if you're able to slow down the pass rush just a little bit with that play action, that helps the offensive line. And, and that gets them to a point where they are a little bit more comfortable pass blocking when the defensive line isn't just pinning their ears back and going because they have to respect the run. They have to respect the play action, all those things. So yeah, I mean that—that's why uh, I think it's been so beneficial to them, and and also why uh, you want to keep that going uh, to to keep the offensive line comfortable and in a position where they can succeed. Do you
2: think uh, with Waller coming back, and you know, if if Devonte uh, Adams is healthy, uh, this—I mean—is it are we finally going to see the consistency of the passing game that we always thought we would? I mean, injuries have hurt this passing game. Uh, the pass blocking has. Let me ask you this. How close do you think they are to being the passing attack that everyone in the offseason assumed they would be given their weapons?
1: I mean, I'll I'll say that I think we're going to see that at some point. We'll see the, you know, high level passing attack with everything functioning uh, on all cylinders. Like, I do think we're going to get to that point at some point. Uh, I don't know that it's going to be this week. I don't know that you say, all right, Darren Waller's back. Everything's ready to go Uh, because the timing has been thrown off. Everything, everything was thrown off from the fact that he wasn't there for preseason, uh, that he was injured throughout that Hunter Renfro missed, you know, a little bit of time here in the season. A lot of practices. We saw that. I thought with the timing, uh, that last route of the game between him and Devontae Adams uh, against the chiefs, I thought thought that was uh, a timing issue. That was a result of not being able to practice because he's been injured. Uh, they just haven't been able to all practice together at a full level and be fully healthy and see everything that can be uh, in its passing attack, all, all functioning at the highest level at the same time. And again, Darren Waller is back. He's not quite a hundred percent, but today he looks better than he has in a while for sure. So he's getting close Hunter Renfro back out there. He seems fully healthy. He's engaged. He's ready. And now Devontae Adams is sick and can't practice. Right. So, uh, while I expect Devontae Adams out there, while I expect all of those guys to be out there, maybe for the first time healthy this year, um, they still haven't been able to all get together and be together and, and have those reps and everything going uh, smoothly in practice leading up to a game. So I, I don't think it's going to happen this week necessarily, uh, but I do think at some point down the road, you're going to see uh, everything operating well together, everything clicking, and this machine of a passing attack that we expected come together. Now, it's been successful. Like they've still put together pretty a pretty good season, some pretty good numbers. They've done a lot of positive things, uh, but it just hasn't operated at that you know, as that smooth uh, unit that we thought. And we will see it at some point. I just don't think it's going to be yet.
2: Is the 14th ranking uh, pro football focus of Derek Carr fair? And how much better does he have to be? I mean, we're talking about, we continue to talk about the injuries. Hunter Renfro had the concussion. Uh, Darren Waller has had these hamstrings. Devontae Adams is sick. They've mixed and matched the offensive line, so a lot has gone into maybe the lack of passing game that people thought that they would see. Derek Carr is ranked 14th by Pro Football Focus in, in in quarterbacks at this point. Is that a fair ranking? And and how how much better does he have to be? Because I I do think the honest answer is he does have to be better, if not a lot better, in in certain
1: spots. Yeah, I mean, he has to be better, but I don't think it, it has. I don't think there's. He's not the problem. I think he will start saying that um, he's been good. Uh, he hasn't been, you know, elite, which I think is what you expected when you invest everything on offense and don't really invest that heavily on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you're giving your quarterback, you know, not only a big contract but also all the weapons around him, uh, the running game that he wants as well. Uh, you're putting all those pieces in place, and then now you are expecting a quarterback to far exceed even even your loftiest expectations. Uh, so in that regard, yeah, he tries he to be to a better point, but I think he's played well. Fourteenth, uh, yeah. I'm, I, you know, might have him like 12th, 11th, somewhere around there, but I don't think it's that far off. And I think, you know, 10th to 12th is about what he's been in his career. He's about the 10th to 12th best quarterback uh, on yeah. planet earth. So about was, the 10th, 10th to 12th best, best that, in the NFL. I was
2: going to say that people are overreacting maybe a little to 14th. And then my point is, well, he's kind of, i I'm not 14th, but every time you talk about Derek Carr in the past, not you specifically, but people who've talked about him, well, he's a top 10 or 12 quarterback that always seemed to be kind of the label of him, whether it was fair or not in terms of where he stood among the other quarterbacks in the NFL. That kind of was his spot. You know, I heard 10, 12. You didn't hear top 10 a lot. I was just kind of outside the top 10. So 14 not that much more.
1: Yeah, it's not that far. But I, you do need, I, do, I think you do want him to be, I mean, you're really getting inside the, the weeds a little bit. But, you know, I think you're looking at him to be like 8 to 10 instead of 10 to 12, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but it kind of is. And so there's there's a little bit of room for improvement for sure on from his perspective, but all those other things that we talked about falling into place will help his number go up as well, will help his performance go up as well. So um, you know, you say, hey, look, you need a little bit more to the quarterback, but when you get a little bit more out of your out of your tight end and your slot receiver uh and your offensive line, then I think that's gonna come with it. I you know, if he was still, you know, say that 13 to 15 to 16 range and everything was uh, you know, everyone was healthy and everyone was playing and everybody was practicing every day. I think that'd be a little bit different than the way they are now. I mean, he's been good enough to keep them in games. He hasn't been good enough to win on the last possessions a couple of times. Um, and that's where you really want to see some progression. But I also don't want to think, I also don't want to leave the impression that Derek Carter is the problem here. Uh, he's going to need to be part of the solution, but I don't, I don't think he's the problem. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town, at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started, no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $500 on your first deposit.
0: You may start noticing there are strange tall boys of beer in the bottled water section of your local stores. Well, it's not beer. It's actually mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called liquid death. And it's available in still, sparkling, and three other flavors. Why is this water called liquid death? Well, basically, it'll brutally murder your thirst, and their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Aluminum is infinitely recyclable. And can actually be profitable for recycling facilities. One day, I was at work in the cafeteria and saw the Las Vegas Review Journal was carrying Liquid Death in the vending machine. So I sat drinking one at work while eating my tacos, just to fake my coworkers out and make them think I was having an icy cold tall boy with lunch. Go get Liquid Death at your local Smiths, Walmart, Sprouts, or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com/vegasnation. That's liquiddeath.com/vegasnation.
2: Is this, the best the, is this the best offensive line they can put out there?
1: Probably right now. I mean, if you're looking just at who's in-house, I mean, they've had a lot of time to tweak it, a lot of time to experiment with different lineups. Um, I think there's certainly uh, some room for conversation between who's at right tackle between Illuminor and Thayer Munford. Uh, I think that's, that's certainly up for debate. I think, you know, I still am, an I'm still a Lester Cotton, the devotee, and uh, they've gone with Alex Barr certainly. And, uh, you know, some other combinations at that guard spot. So uh, uh, I think, look, they, they've, they've had a lot of time to, to cultivate this lineup. They played, you know, seven guys. throughout at the first couple of games, trying to figure out who the best five were, what the best group was. And, this is what they settled on. So this is what is working for them. And, you know, in the run game, you really can't argue with it. It's been very good. Now, the pass protection has been something that leaves a lot to be desired. But um, this is this is working for them right now. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they stick with it, at least for a while.
2: So you seen a lot of uh, seen a lot of reports the last few days. One, the Dave Ziegler shopping, uh, uh, shopping players. Uh, I saw another report today that uh, teams have called on John Abram. Um, then you see your other reports. know they're going to be buyers, um, at the deadline. I'm sure he's looking at all situations. Uh, where do you think their head is in this? And we, I know we talked to Josh McDaniels yesterday. He kind of puts it off on Ziggler that that's, you know, he, and that's the, the management side of things, the GM side of things in terms of looking at things. And if something comes across his desk, he'll go ahead and, you know, give his opinion on it. But Do you think there's anything out there that can exponentially improve this team given what they'd have to give up?
1: Mm, I mean, potentially. Look, there's a couple of spots. I would say for sure, uh, if you want to go try to find potentially a right tackle of some sort uh, that that you think can help, that's possible. Uh, But as as we said, they've invested so heavily on the offensive side of the ball, you would think if they're going to invest, it'd be on the defensive side right now. Could you use maybe some reinforcements on the interior, of the defensive line, potentially. Uh, could you use a corner right now with Nate Hobbs on IR? I, w- I would say that's certainly possible. Like there's definitely some spots where you would say, uh, you know, you would, you would like to see them maybe seek some improvement, maybe find uh, somebody to, 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 you know, give them a, bolst- a bolster, a uh, bolster the roster a little bit heading into the, the stretch run. But Um, I don't think there's one spot necessarily. You say this is where you would invest everything and try to go get a guy at this spot uh, that could fix a lot of your problems. Uh, I just think, I think they're, they're good, not great. and There's not one spot necessarily that you would think that you, if if you upgraded at this spot, then you're going to be a significantly better team. I I think there's a couple of pieces that they kind of need. And I don't know if they're going to be able to do that at the trade deadline or have to try to fill, you know, kind of do some patchwork uh, for the, for this season and then try to fill that next off season. But yeah uh, I, would, I, would i be surprised if they're shopping clee Earl and Jonathan abram no i wouldn't and clee earl has been pretty good lately uh he might be able to get you something it just seems like at this point they are ready to move on from pretty much anybody that was here before they got here yeah well said
2: maybe john is A- maybe josh jacobs at this point um yeah but maybe but maybe him as well as they kind of as he's kind of running the ground we don't know where their thinking is on him in terms of usage and volume and, and what they, they're trying to get out of them as, as they move forward. Uh, like I said, I was in Notre Dame. You were at the game live. I know Harmon had the pick that kind of sealed it, although they were going to win the game anyway, it seemed like, but that was, I thought that was a uh, good for the defense to get that in the end and to, and, and to turn a ball over and, and score points out of it. But they need to do more of those. And it's tough to do that. A lot of things have to happen, you know, on a, on a certain play for that to happen um but give me your overall thoughts defensively on how it went against the uh,
1: texans yeah i mean look they won and that's important and they found a way to seal the game which i think is very very important because they have been able to do that earlier in the season they've had all these opportunities in close games that they weren't able to uh to finish so learning to finish is a big step having the defense do it with a big defensive play is big max crosby finding ways to impact the games without getting sacks uh, is a huge step. There was a third and one play uh, the, the Texans had when it was still a four-point game. Uh, he came up with a stop on third and one, tackled the ball carry short of the first down. Then the next play, the Texans were going for it on fourth and he danced around and really uh, kind of beat the Texans into a false start. So he kind of forced a punt there uh, without getting a sack. Uh, and then he knocked the ball down on the next possession. So, I mean, he's finding ways to impact games without even getting sacked, which is a huge step uh, in his development as well. Uh, so, so that was good, but I think there were certainly some negatives in the game. I mean, Damian Pierce broke a bunch of tackles uh, and, you know, the secondary it's, you know, it's not everybody, of course, but they give up 300 yards to Davis Mills. Like Davis Mills is not some superstar quarterback coming in. It's one thing when you were not, a fan Herbert,
2: you were not a fan of Davis Mills. I understand.
1: Uh, he stinks, uh, but <laughs> you know, the but he did get 300 yards and a lot of that was just wide open guys. And look, I I put a lot of that issue on Nate Hobbs being on IR. Like I believe Nate Hobbs is a top 10, maybe even approaching top five cornerback in the league right now. And when you lose him, it's hard to fill in those, those gaps. And you saw a lot of guys running open uh, in that game on Sunday. So uh, it's certainly reason to be concerned. Uh, I think for, you know, in the secondary for the Raiders right now, when you're down Hobbs, who steps up and kind of takes over, uh, that is a big question. Uh, they're going to have to find answers to that. But I, you know, I, I think there was a lot of positives in terms of learning to close games, which is something that they just haven't been able to do early in the season. So yeah. Was it pretty? No. Was it, you know, a, a performance that you put on tape and say, this is how we want to play. No, probably not. But I think that they'll be happy with how they close the fourth quarter by running the ball, by getting stops when they needed to, or the, the Texans didn't punt until the fourth quarter. And then they finally found a way to make them punt and turn the ball over. and. Uh, that's what leads to victory. So I, I think they'll definitely take that part of it. Uh,
2: this has to be, this has to be a turnaround time now for them if they're going to do something and and really make a push to get back into this thing. Uh, four or five on the road, but the uh, combined record of those teams are thirteen twenty one and one. So they're about to go play teams, which I think New Orleans, Jacksonville, Indy, Denver. Seattle all on the road, except Indy. I think other than you can help me out here. I think other than Seattle, they could be favored in every game. Um, depending on how Seattle continues to play They're four and three at this point, playing pretty well. Um, that could be kind of a dicey game, but would you agree that this is the time now? I mean, they beat, they beat Houston and now they're going into a realm of, if you're really going to make a push this year, this has to be the time.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was starting from starting last week. It was a stretch of six games after the buy. Um we kind of we kind of discussed what do you have to go in those six games. I think, well, ideally you're six and oh, of course, but uh, I think five and one was the mark where you said, Hey, five and one in those six games, you're very, very confident with where you are after those six. If you're four and two, you're giving yourself hope. You're alive. If you go three and three in those six games, season's probably over. And you know they wouldn't be mathematically eliminated, but they would be so far behind where they wanted to be, uh, coming into a tough stretch of games down the stretch that um, you know they, they would be just not in a good position at all. So four and two is the bare minimum to go in these six games. And they're one and zero at this point. Yeah, they're one and zero. They got one one down, and now they go on the road for two games, which is really it's two weeks on the road because right. they're not coming home in between. Um, do you have to go two and zero in these games? No, but Again, you're 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 doing yourself a huge disservice if you don't find a way to win both these games. So this is a you know every game is important. Of course, they're all worth the same in the end. But these two games are just a massively important stretch on the road for the Raider. Any updates on any shows you've been watching? No, I in fact uh, I'm not really watching shows at all right now. Oh, I got the, hey, uh, t-
2: update everyone on the new video game you got. I'm very I, you were shadow boxing the other day at practice. You looked like you were taking on Mayweather.
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm getting ready. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna take a fight at some point. Uh, no, I got the. I got the MetaQuest two. Okay. Uh, it is. It's a virtual reality uh, machine. Essentially, you're inside of it, and there's a lot of different games you can play. But I've been. I've been boxing every night, just more cardio than anything. Right. And. Uh, but then you get competitive because you're actually fighting somebody, so you got to try to knock them out. Of course. How you doing? Um, What's your record at this point? I don't lose, bro really went. well i spent well, not, some time well, there's a gym Big larry mirror i know that larry mirror no it. you you can go in the gym because going to start things off so that's what i was doing i was hitting the bag hitting the speed bag the heavy bag doing some training and then you have a sparring partner who just stinks and you just beat him up for a while and uh it teaches you so uh the first night i got in first night i got in two victories and i was like all right i'm pretty tired uh second how night, many rounds thing. you i mean unless
2: you knock him out there's a certain amount of rounds three rounds
1: until you until you get on the, until you get on like the, after you win a couple of fights, you can get into like the bigger, like a bigger arena right now. I'm fighting in like a gym with like 50 people watching. Nice. Uh, <laughs> and then you got to get into a bigger arena and you got to move along. Uh, so you know, the first couple the first two nights, it was two fights each night, one of both. And then kind of said, okay, I'm pretty exhausted. Uh, the thir- third night I went for three, went three and oh, and then last night I got, I had four I won four wins, two knockouts, two decisions. And, uh, man, I was struggling. I was, I was, I was struggling at the end of it. Uh, so the update on that, however, so I'm going to keep trying to build up, get into some 10 round, get into some 10 round wins eventually. And, uh, and do it. I mean, you're in there, you're really throwing punches. So the update on that is that you were not here in the media room today. I know you were at the golden Knights instead. Yep, Over VGK. Uh, I brought it in. Did you hook it up? oh yeah
2: it's not hooked up to a television it's something on your head no yeah you wear it you're like inside of it okay and and who uh let me let me guess paul Gutierrez took a fight
1: he did he did He did? uh he won he won by decision okay uh and i will say he can he can vouch he can vouch it is he was exhausted it's how many a struggle. How, how, how long are the rounds two minutes the yeah the first couple fights are two minute rounds then he move on to uh to move on to the three-minute rounders uh, after a while. After well, what else? You, uh, what else can you play
2: with this thing besides boxing? Can you play
1: baseball, football? Oh yeah, there's everything, and then there's like there's you can uh, it's a it's a different world. It's a, I didn't really understand a whole lot of what the virtual reality meta world that Facebook is kind of creating uh, until I got it. Now they're they're doing concerts and sporting events in there uh, for one thing. It's a whole different like world, the virtual reality world that's going on, and then. Uh, but yeah, you can do all kinds of different games, like, sh- you know, shooting games and all kinds of things like that. And then, uh, yeah, I got the, uh, the football game where you kind of, you're kind of, you know, in the huddle, you call the plays, you see your receivers, you got to actually throw the ball to them. do the okay. throwing motion. I was playing some pickup basketball the other day. I do a lot of the sports games, but there's a ton of different things that you can do out there. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's wild, man. And the boxing is just, it's grueling. But that's I mean I think I'm going to lose as I move up the ladder a little bit. Some of these guys are starting to really uh they're, they're making the decisions close. It's kind of tough. And it's all up to the game. Yeah, I mean there's there's a guy like throwing punches at you. And if you start getting hit in the head a lot, it starts going darker, so it's harder to see the guy cuz your eyes start to swell shut a little bit. Nice. Yeah. Then you would it's, did, it's
2: did did Vinny Monsignore take a fight? He refused. He declined. Really? I called that
1: a loss. I kind of said that's a loss.
2: No, that's a loss. Like you can't decline well, that. He, that's a loss.
1: He said he had to go have dinner with his family or something. It was some excuse. I don't know. Come on. He yeah, doesn't. He he's didn't not, not it.
2: having. He's that, that 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 that's a loss. We're giving him the big L. So Gutierrez, is anyone else partake? No,
1: he's the only one. I I fought in front of everybody to show everybody how to do it. And then uh, Paul was in. Nobody else would. Is this before or after availabilities? After.
2: Wow good for you. Yeah. I'm happy for you. It seems like you found something
1: that you're very interested in. It's good. It's good. I'm going to I'm going to keep trying to win and hopefully win a title one day. Was it
2: was it easy to set up? Was it easy to, when you got it? I mean, you, you knew right away what to do?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's some things you have to you have to kind of learn how to use the the hands a little bit, but it's a very very simple setup for sure.
2: All right. How much too too much on my
1: end? Uh well, I think you'd be okay with it. I don't know about the uh, the treasurer <laughs> exactly i don't think the treasurer would okay that purchase well i'm happy the game, for you games are, the games are pretty cheap though
2: yeah it's like uh it's almost like the uh the 2k we got our our son and it's uh, the games it's the console that's always expensive It's the games that are that are not as not as expensive yeah the the boxing game is only seven dollars are you serious yeah and you buy it through through the helmet through the through you yeah. just kind of log on to it and, and buy it through that. Yeah. All right. What's it called again for the people listening?
1: Oh, well, we're not doing an advertisement for them. I think a lot of well, people know it's. I it's a just, just, just
2: people by now know. listening to this are probably very interested. I, I, oh, I forget
1: called, the name. Huh? <laughs> It's, it's, the, called, it's, it's
0: called a liquid death headset. No, it's well, actually did, called Meta
1: It's called MetaQuest quest 2 But the only reason I was able to keep boxing four fights was because in between each fight, liquid death was right there at my disposal to, right. to drink and to rehydrate and refresh myself, to, to get ready to go for the next round.
2: Boy, you're the best. You're the best. Uh, enjoy your trip to uh, new Orleans. I know you're uh, happy and uh, ready to go there and, uh, see the Raiders. you going to, you're going to come back after the new Orleans trip.
1: Oh, yeah, I'll be back here. Not, I'm not going for it. I need to get back in the, on the grind to win this championship belt. All right, well, we wish you the best
2: of luck there. That's going to do it for our latest edition of Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casinos, SDN Sports, and presented by the Las Vegas Review-Journal, Blue Wire, and, yes, Liquid Death. Remember, now there are new episodes of Vegas Nation every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe to Vegas Nation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcasting app. Find all that coverage and more at VegasNation.com our producer Larry Meir and my co-host the one and only boxer Adam Hill the champ I'm Ed Graney we'll talk to you next week
0: Vegas. Get in on the sports betting action and
1: get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town, at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $500
2: on your first deposit.